This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. <laughs> wow, some crazy stats here. Some crazy ones. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Losers Lounge. Oh, I almost did the you, you did the. <laughs> 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 That's the best. <laughs> yes, my wife's le- she like her least favorite villain. She's hated uh, Joaquin Phoenix in every movie since because of it. Yeah, that's how you know he did a kick-ass job. He did an incredible job. I rewatched man. that the other day. How was it? What a film. That's a good rewatch. They just don't make them like that they, anymore, they man. <laughs> oh, that's, you're the oldest soul I've ever met in my life. Uh, Nuggets fall tonight, 123-117 to the Sacramento Kings. I'm telling you, I mean, my vibe's kind of like pretty good for a loss. I mean, losses always suck. You always... What's that one line that that one guy said? Winning is fun yeah. and losing sucks. Yeah, and this does suck. But I got to say, as far as, it, you know... A loss goes. This one sucks slightly less because I thought the Nuggets did some interesting things. They did some maddening things, and they played a very good team on the end of a very long stretch of games. Um, to help me break all of that down, Brendan Vogt, who has himself a new chalice engraved with his own nickname. Yeah, I'd hold it up for you. You can't see it. You can't really see it when you're <laughs> close to it either. Um, shout out to Stella Artois. But you know what? I've had a really good time watching the Nuggets lately. That continued tonight. I know they didn't play well. Uh, but good, plenty to talk about, and and not the worst showing in the world. Yeah, I also brought in D Line Co. That's right, guys. That was a scheduled loss. The NBA all owes us all money. They stole our money tonight. This is what happens on the second night of a back to back. It's an inferior product. We lost our bets. Uh, no, we won money. Of course, we won money. David was I- advising, but <laughs> the NBA owes us money and everybody for putting on such a sham product. But shout to, shout out to the Nuggets. They almost they almost had uh, almost did it. You guys know what bet cash tonight? <laughs> the most absurd one. <laughs> Christian Brown three at the funniest. Possible there, way. there was a chance. It was. The odds should have been way different on that if yeah. we knew that that's what the game looked like. As far as losers' lounges go, I think this one's going to be good. Let's have some fun tonight, guys. And I want to unleash in segment two probably a new hot box and hot takes that I have. Might be segment three. We'll find out. But first, let's get to the fast break breakdown. Good rhythm, first five minutes. That was my notes. There was a good rhythm to the team. I liked okay. how they were playing. I'd say okay. the ball was popping early on. Jokic complete takeover scoring. That was a sign of things to come for sure. 16 points in the first quarter for Yoke. Absolute monster, man. Just going to town. Uh, then the bench came in and lost the, the, the rest of the quarter, and you were like, oh, God, here we are. This is going to happen. Nuggets up 30 to 25. They should have been up 11 or 12. They only got 30 to 25. Let's see what happens in the second quarter. JaVel McGee checks in. And, guys, in the year 2023 of our Lord, JaVale McGee put on a dominant master class against DeAndre Jordan. Pierre. Pierre made a new re- made a return, dude. Unbelievable. DeAndre Jordan missed a dunk. He was getting, you know, just I couldn't get a rebound. JaVale McGee's blocking every shot. He's running the court. He's finishing with touch. It was, I'm not going to lie, guys, it sucked. It was a really, really rough we've watch. A, we've had a lot of bad bench stints. 
That one might have been my least favorite. Like, yeah. if I was forced to rewatch one, I think this would be the most annoying one to have to watch. Absolute disaster. Nagas went from up eight to down eight in five non-Jokic minutes. Jokic comes back in. They cut the lead to six. Kings push it up to 11. Nuggets get it back down to seven. Kings push it up to 14. And the Nuggets finish the half 0 of 9 from three. Kings take a 64-50 lead into halftime. It felt like it was over. But in the second half, the Nuggets start the, the quarter or the half with a 6-0 run. Okay. And then the Kings respond with an 8-0 run. All right. Uh, not so good. But then, guys, Christian Brown becomes the first Nugget to hit a three. Yes. <laughs> the one that was 0.5 and plus money on, on uh, you know, on uh, Bet365. He's the one that drained it. Jokic started taking over in that third quarter as if he wouldn't already. But he was t- absolutely becoming more and more, I would say, angry and intense mm. and determined huh. and maybe even coaching guys up a little interesting bit more. Interesting observation. Alan. Yeah, just interesting thing. Put a put a pin in that one. And then the last, this is really where the game was lost because it was lost in the DeAndre moments. But in the last one minute of the third quarter when the Nuggets had cut this into the, the moment where that whole arena was about to get really nervous, the Nuggets allow like a 6-0 run to, in the final minute, including turnovers. Christian Brown's running point. It was a disaster. And all that work they had done to cut it, going into the fourth, you're like, damn it, all right back out the window. But the fourth quarter, they battled. Guys, a team on the fifth game in seven nights going into the fourth quarter down eight points. How are they going to – or ten points? How are they going to handle it? Peyton Watson got one of the most incredible steals we'd ever seen. You guys remember that? Yeah. Tips it, then jumps like through the lane. It was it, unbelievable. Dude. He's so long. And this bench unit actually had cut it to five and got a wide-open Julian Strother three on the wing. He missed it. They go the other way and score. There's so many nights, moments like that where you're like, if that one thing – um, Nuggets were scoring the rest of the quarter but couldn't get any stops. Aaron Gordon had a three that cut it to five. Reggie Be- ja- uh, Jackson had a fast break layup that cut it to three. Monk hit a floater that banked in, kind of a lucky one, I think. Jokic got fouled on a jumper, goes two of two from the line. Three-point game. Then the, the Sacramento Kings go into their fourth quarter offense. High pick and roll with two guards that go all the way up to the logo. This very... You know, unique style. I think it was popularized. Was it uh, Damian Lillard with the Portland Trailblazers popularized this action? Uh, Kings go to it a lot, and they got whatever they wanted. They actually missed a handful of shots in the clutch that they probably should have made. They weren't, like, well defended. Denver was scrambling. But Denver caught some breaks, but they just couldn't get it to go. KCP had open threes. Reggie Jackson had an open three. Michael Porter Jr. had an open three. They had so many chances to take a lead in this one and never got one to go down. And the Kings come away with it. All right, that was it. D-Line, give us your big takeaway. Um, my big takeaway is that it's hard to read too much into a game like this. KCP had a terrible game. Um, he's on offense. Uh, on offense, but he didn't have a good game. I mean, he's just like – you just didn't get uh, performances out of guys tonight that you would typically expect. Uh, and the Nuggets were right there. And, you know, the, the Kings are a really good team. They're a rested team. Uh, the Nuggets are a very good team and an unrested team. And you just kind of see what happens when, uh, you know, a uh, 12, 15-year veteran in DeAndre Jordan comes in on the second night of a back-to-back. is absolutely just destroyed. Um I, it's, it's like a game like this. It's like you just knew it was going to come. It, the nice thing about the Nuggets now is that they at least give you hope on a night like this. Yes. That's a great point, man. And not only just hope, 
the Kings had to earn that one. Yeah, they did. You know, a lot of times a team will get in a spot like the Nuggets found themselves, and it's like, oh, this is an easy, comfortable win yeah. against the tired team. Yeah, Denver's like, hell no, you're going to have to like grit this one out against us. And I I mean, honestly, I'm not going to lie, I thought the Nuggets were going to win this one oh, yeah. at, a, at a late point in the game. I was kind of like, oh, this is going to be sweet. Uh, what's your big takeaway? First of all, I do want to give credit to the Kings before I get into it. They played a good game. They're a good team. They're hard to beat in my, Sacramento. My second favorite team to watch, man. And I also thought, like, they're not built well to defend personnel-wise. And, like, they, you know, ability-wise, they don't defend well. But they got after it tonight. Like, they were playing really hard defensively. Uh, having said that, my big takeaway from the Denver side of it is that I they looked like a team that's played five games in seven nights. I know, dude. Um, I hate that. Second game of back-to-back, they played three more games than the Kings. Not that they can't just lose to the Kings or that the Kings didn't earn it. I'm not doing that. Just from the Denver side of things, man, they shot poorly from three. I mean, yeah, it was the legs. That's what I thought. I just didn't... They looked really tired to me. Um, The clutch defense was really bad again. Mike wasn't good in that regard. But I also thought the guys just looked gassed. So... It's not. I know some people say no excuses. I don't really know what you do with that. Like they're gonna play another no. game again, and I don't think they're suddenly bad. Like I, I kind of, yeah. I kind of am making an excuse. I thought they looked like a gas. It's team not an excuse, dude. Uh, it's the truth. It's, but I like that they fought through it. I like that they fought through it. The Nuggets won three out of four quarters tonight. They won the first, the third, and the fourth quarters. They Which lost they the lose? second quarter, no. thirty-nine to twenty. <laughs> I remember that quarter. <laughs> it was a really, really bad one. Like to me, I don't, I, I don't like the excuses just because it's like you play what, what's given you. And the Nuggets yeah, came up short tonight. Better if they won. But it, yeah. but it is, of course, like the context of the game. Of that, course, like, that was there my takeaway watching the game. I'm would, not saying it's still a I'm, loss. I'm, I'm not like, arguing with no, you. No, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. just, I'm clarifying what I'm trying yeah. to say here is that it is the context for which this game was played. Of course, um, and like Denver could have won it because I actually think Denver showed a lot of. Ex- Incredibly encouraging things that have a long, that that they're meaningful, not just like oh man something happened. No, like there is real growth with Peyton Watson, with Reggie Jackson. You know, in terms of how he's playing so far uh, this this year with this team, with Christian Brown, who's now like our starting point, point guard, guard. <laughs> playing point guard uh, in real minutes. <laughs> there is real growth with Julian Strath. With with key players, there's real growth. Um, there's one spot that there's not growth. And that's the the backup center spot. And, you know, I had talked about DeAndre Jordan and how great he played in that Clippers game and how well he has played sort of in the minutes he's played lately. One of the things I said was, while I can trust and buy the offense, there are a lot of teams, more than there are not, that are going to test him on the other end, and I'm worried about how he's going to look. Now, this was the second night of a back-to-back for the 35-year-old. That probably played a part of it. But you know who he's going up against? Dusty-ass, old-ass JaVale McGee. I know, but who wasn't on the second night of a back-to-back? <laughs> my, my, point, my point is, DeAndre Jordan's biggest fear is that can he defend in today's NBA? He's a drop big who kind of just plays drop. Then you give him tired legs. Teams like this, I think, are always going. If they played this game again in three days, exact game, and DeAndre Jordan played the same minutes, I don't know if he'd be minus 18, but I would all but bet you he'd be a minus. Because that's a thing. This is the type of thing that I think is a real limitation for him, and we saw it tonight. Yeah, but he could be a minus, but like not a minus 17. Well, I mean, literally, if he was like a minus 14 or something, I think Denver might have won this one. Yes. But that's not good, though. I'm saying that that was still, like, catastrophic. It was. It Jokic, was. Jokic had one of his better games of the season tonight, man. We're going to get to it. The, but. the Jordan thing is tough because just saying that he played really poorly doesn't mean you're arguing that Zeke would have thrived. 
This is I, this is that I'm yeah. You know, this is the t- this is this is the most legitimate concern about the roster right now. In the playoffs, it's not as much as one, but we all knew it would rear its head throughout the regular season. Um, the backup big minutes, they just don't have a good option. I, I know it sounds like we're going back and forth a lot. I tried to say it the night of the Clippers game. Love the way DeAndre Jordan played that game. It was incredible. That's just not who you're going to get night to night. And you could get these games as well. And you're going up against a team that plays isolation basketball. So it's like, all right, DeAndre's not in the pick Not and in the picket. So, exactly. So it, it's just, it, it seems obvious after that Clippers game. A, why would he not be playing going forward? And B, why did it take this long to get him out there? But you have to acknowledge that this was always something that was on the table in some of these situations. And yeah, he. the reality is for everything Denver, they did look tired. They couldn't hit a three. They probably win this game if, if those minutes are a little less disastrous. And by the way, everybody, I saw a lot of people in my mentions on Twitter talking about Malone ruined this by keeping Yoke on the bench so long. Yoke played 38 minutes in the fifth game in seven days with travel in between. It's just December. Yoke's played a ton of minutes already this year trying to carry the team in the absence of Jamal Murray. Like, Yoke played phenomenally tonight. And honestly, if you would have played Yoke 48 minutes tonight, you might have won. Honestly, you might have won. But you can't do it. And I don't think you can get mad at Malone. Like, when that DeAndre stretch in the first, in the second, or in the first half was five minutes. Five, five minutes. You can't get mad at Malone for putting Jokic on the bench for five minutes no, in a 24-minute half. You know what I mean? In my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I felt like down the stretch, in the fourth quarter, like he started to bring in some of the starters, not all the starters. It was like at the nine-minute mark, I, I was like, bring in Jokic. Please bring in Jokic. Please bring in Jokic. And he didn't. And he didn't. And it, there were two disastrous possessions that happened in between now and then. That, that I mean, I, I can agree with that line of thinking that you're seeing on Twitter from that standpoint. Like, there's just, like, feel of the game stuff that sometimes you get mad about. And look, you look back and you're like, oh, wow, 35 minutes, that's a lot. But in the moment, you're like, come on. Like, no, 38, though. Like, I know, but in the moment, you're like. You would have played Yoke 40 minutes today because that's when you're saying to Clarion him in. Uh, yes, because in the end, this was 38 minutes of futility. It was worth nothing. Like you paid thirty, and uh, I just think you can do this with literally every loss. Like but, every but loss comes down to a bad bench moment, and Yoke's already playing more minutes oh, than he I has mean, last year. And I thought he looked tired tonight too. Ah, as, yeah, as great as he but was, but this is two minutes and it's Jokic. Like I, it, this is just it's like there's just there are moments that if you look at it cold on paper, you're like, but, well that that that. But like in the moment, it's like God, dude, like act, act please. And but, this is always what it is with Malone. It's like you want him to make a change, and it always comes later. I think that's like a regular season playoff thing. Like in the playoffs, when you absolutely cannot afford to lose any single game, he will play. Oh, those, sure, sure. He will play those two minutes. But across eighty-two, you know, five games in seven nights, second night of a back-to-back, like looking to get him a little rest, I don't think is criminal. You just have to be able to survive those stretches better. But yeah. they, but they weren't. That's well, the thing. They, yes, they I proved in the second quarter but, that they, they were totally incap- incapable. I know, but you just can't play them every second, every night. Yeah, but they and, get and three also, days off coming up. But, but like, here's this the other, is an it, instance it, where they can. Here's the other thing it's about true, it. It's true. not just two minutes, like two out of 38. They can compound. Like the first six minutes you're on the court are easy because you're not tired there. Your seventh minute, you get yeah, start to get tired. Your eighth, your ninth, your tenth. So you're really talking about the compounding of playing Jokic all those minutes. So to me, there is a sizable difference between 30, 
four and 38 minutes and 38 and 40 minutes and 40 and 42 minutes. Like, they become increasingly more significant. I know, but we're, talking about, Nikola, we're talking about Nikola Jokic, who played an hour, a solid <laughs> hour. On the, like, he can, he can do it. Like, we're not talking about, like, yeah. the, the, your average person. And this was an extraordinary circumstance. It's like, I get the part of, like, that they do have some games coming up. I, I just want to direct that frustration a little bit personally, not stepping on your take, at DeAndre, who, like, I mean, just grab the rebound, dude. That one where he was just standing there. I mean, like, that's not about second night of a back-to-back or bad matchup. Like, dude, go get that rebound. But he doesn't. Oh. I don't. The, the other thing is, I don't know that he has it in him. Man. Like, I, you well, know what I mean? That's part of the. That's part of the. The when everyone went, hey, slow down. You're not going to see him every night because yeah. like, where, where he's at in his career, that's just not realistic. But this is the tough thing. I mean, would Zeke have thrived against Javale McGee? No, probably not. I don't know if he would have been a minus 17, but I think it would have been a lot of... Like, the one thing about Zeke is he's going to play with energy. Right. It might not right. be focused energy. That it might be true. mistake prone, but he would have played with energy. Would it have made a better... I mean, I think it would have probably been better than minus 17, but let's be honest, man. We've had this exact same game happen with Zeke, you know, in the lineup where it's like, damn it, if it was just just a minus 10 in this, right, we right. would have, you know... So. You were a little less terrible, just a little less horrible. Um, does it make you... Eric, think at all about this just being a two-headed approach that it's like Zeke and DeAndre that's neither one's job. It's just like a you try a guy. Well, this, I mean, kind of, this like specifically lined up in such a bad way for the Nuggets in that it's the second night of a back-to-back. So like you theoretically you want the young, more spry guy to play, but they're playing against uh, JaVale McGee, who is a physical impossibility for Zeke to be able to guard. So they have to go to DeAndre Jordan tonight. Um, but yeah, it's tough. Like it's not it's not just like a, oh, we're gonna pick the best the best guy for the best night. Like Zeke is proving more often than not, like there, there there's not a lot of like perfect scenarios for him to play. Yeah. Um so I don't know. It's tough because like tonight is just like generally frustrating, and it's like it just feel. It's one of these games that feels like it's revealing a giant hole in the roster when really it's just like everybody was tired. I don't know? feel at all like it's revealing the giant. Well, it's revealing the giant hole of the backup center, but that was true before. Right, was, right, right. That was true always. But tonight, like I said, I was so encouraged by so many of the Nuggets players. For sure. I, in particular, Peyton Watson and also Nikola Jokic. So let's take a break on the other side. That's the bad stuff. Let's get to the good stuff and kind of wrap up this little uh, little stuff. There was some. And uh, speaking of the good stuff, dude, I really like to eat bread. You know what I mean? I like when it's toast. I I would, though, if there was some that was low carb. Well, that's 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 the thing. I actually am really excited to tell you then, Adam, about Hero Bread. Uh, because it's important to have a low-carb option that fits your lifestyle or dietary constraints. What? Some people, they eat that bread, messes with their tummy, bro. But they don't want to give up that bread, so they just get hero bread. Uh, <laughs> the bread's soft, it's delicious, what? high fiber and ultra-low net carbs, and zero grams of sugar per slice. Come on. This is incredible. This I feel like true? I can taste it right now, dude. You're really, this you're can't be real. a mental picture. Oh, no, it's real. I've watched Adam geek out about it in real life. <laughs> Never saw someone get so excited to hold up a bag of bread. Uh, <laughs> he's, like a, he's like taking on uh, the form of a duck. He's been on too much time. Oh, with the man, it's so true. Straight mallard when behavior, bread dude. comes over, I just start waddling. <laughs> Straight mallard behavior. <laughs> right now, Hero Bread is offering the DNVR fam 10% off your first order. Just go to hero.co and use your code DNVR to save on Hero Bread today. That's hero.co to save 10% today. Be a hero. 
eat some bread. Hell yeah. Uh, while we're talking about easy <laughs> or uh, healthy ways and easy ways to be healthy, I gotta tell you about AG1. Good morning routine. You make some toast with that hero bread, and then you take one scoop of AG1, you put it in 12 cold ounces of water, mix it all up, and you have all you need right there to start the day. Uh, it's there's too many supplements out there. It's nice to just have one single solution where yeah, it's dude. all together. You don't have to worry about taking everything you need because you already took your scoop of AG1. Plus, when you take a handful of vitamins, you don't have like a, a zesty, delicious... It's actually really good. It's zesty, It's actually dude. really good. <laughs> if a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, try AG1, get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash nuggets. That's drinkag1.com slash nuggets. Check it out. Alrighty, there we go. Back here for segment two. You guys know who was really good tonight? Uh, Jokic. Really Peyton good. Peyton man, how did it's like you read my mind, man. Oh, 36 Jokic. points, 14 rebounds, 14 assists, two steals, one block. If you were wondering about He's the so efficiency great. tonight, dude. Uh, 13 of 23, pretty efficient. He didn't have his three ball going, though, sadly. Um, it's looking like he was a plus 11. They took a rebound away. I just refreshed 36, 13, and 14. So there you go. 36, 13, and 14. Two, Still two hit the over. Still hit the over. Um, but it wasn't just that, man. His touch was incredible tonight. He was aggressive. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He was awesome tonight. Yeah, and it, it comes on the heels of... In my view, last night was probably in his bottom two or three games this season. Um, in some ways, just because all the others have been so high. And he just looked more himself tonight. He was just, he had energy. Um, and, you know, I, he was, I guess he got into hero bread mode where he realized, like, he was the only one that was going to be able to bring the Nuggets even close to victory tonight. And he almost goddamn did it. He almost, he almost willed this team over the finish line. Uh, He's incredible. I mean, it's just, he, he just looked, that's the thing. It's like, talking about the minutes, it's just like watching him tonight. It's like, this guy could play forever. Like, he's just, <laughs> he's just not a human being. It's like, it's hard to look at him and judge what he does and what we expected from him based on other human beings. Like, it, but, but don't you think that the Kings defended him really well tonight? Like, this was a hard Fought 36, 13, and 14. Yeah, no weird. Jamal, and no one was hitting a three. Yeah. There was nowhere to go except Jokic through guys. Through guys, the, yep. In the middle, and he was up for it. And just 24 hours removed from a game in which I think the 16 assists are flying under the radar, but sure, he got outscored by, by Nurkic. He was not aggressive in that game. And... I don't know, man. Maybe a few years ago, Jokic wouldn't have reacted too intensely to that. But there's something about, like, this version of Jokic, he's not going to do that two nights in a row. It was a great all-around game, but specifically the, okay, I'm putting up 16 in the first this time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, I'm not waiting to see what else. And it does feel like, uh, it do, did he do 30, 10, and 10 again in this game? Uh, 30, 10, and 10, yeah. Not a 30, 20, 10, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. A minus then. Um, He's just unbelievable. He really is unbelievable. He once again, by the way, turnovers, zero. So he once again had a 30-point triple-double with zero turnovers. 
I think um, he's the only person in NBA history, I believe, <laughs> to do that. <laughs> Let me get this right because oh, they had it. That's cool. New, they, not even Wilt just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's so good. Uh, so good Nikola Jokic has two games. According to StatMuse, Nikola Jokic has two games with a thirty-point triple-double and zero turnovers over the last four days. Nobody else has multiple 30-point triple-doubles with zero turnovers over the last 40 years. <laughs> 40, <laughs> 40 years. He has it in four days. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, I mean... It uh, sucks that one of these was in a loss. Damn it, Nuggets. Come it's on. This one was a loss. It's Saturday, man. And, like, Nuggets fans are all like... I'm going to keep it real. I've seen better. <laughs> he could play a little harder. He's unbelievable. He's um, unbelievable. He really is unbelievable, man. I'm and glad he's he gets better. this break. He looked tired to me tonight, as great as he was. Yeah. So I'm glad he gets this I mean, he looked like here. he emptied the chamber. You know, it looked like right. he was ready to give whatever it took to, to get right. the win. Precisely. Um, but I think he's also going to enjoy his pool day coming up. Oh, where's it, where is I the next that. pool day? Is it... Are they gonna? Are they coming back to Denver? I think they. I think no, that can't be indoor pool or something. Maybe he's gonna go to Great the Wolf Lodge. Like he's, I said, yeah, he's, gonna, go to the sh- he's right. gonna go to the Sheridan. He probably like, does. Like he could have access to anyone's private pool. He's at the game or has something. One, but he goes to the public pool. <laughs> <laughs> Big floaty. Uh, Eric, have you noticed anything different about him this year? About Jokic? Yeah. Like what's different about Jokic this year? Uh, I think that Jokic is imbued with a unflappable confidence now that he is literally the uh, world champion. There's no more theory. Like there's no more theory. There's no more like, well, he's the best player, but there's still a few more questions. It's just like certain point, like you, when you're just become the man, you just act like the man. He yeah. just is. He's starting from a place of just knowing, and. Um, I don't know. I, I just think he wants it now. I just really think that Jokic tasted that level of success and found that he enjoyed that flavor. You know, <laughs> it was like a really good flavor. Yeah, dude, it was like brick and. Kale, do you mind if we go to Hot Box and Hot Takes? Do you, do you mind if I? Hey, can you pass can we, that? It's Saturday. It's let's uh, let's the, Hot the Box it a little bit. Here. Pass that graphic. So as uh, Vote and I were were hanging the other day, <laughs> doing a, you know, wondering a little bit about. What the future could be, or what's going on with this Nuggets team? You Throwing were, out a little half-baked theories. As you were, it sounds like this is going to be a full-baked theory. <laughs> it's pretty baked, man. <laughs> it was half because it's half-baked. <laughs> Honestly, look, it, it's it's right in line with all of our other hot box and hot takes. To be honest with it you, is, it is. Here's what I'll say about Yoke that feels different to me. One. He seems to be coaching the team a lot more. Mm-hmm. He's been doing this. This is a process, Eric. It's not like it's just happened. But this year in particular feels like it's doubled from years before. He's yep. telling guys on the court where to go. He's pulling guys aside more. We heard about him, you know, Jelko Abradovich. He calls him and has a little note for him on how to do something in the game. He's watching his seminars. Yoke's interest in not just knowing and understanding the game. His reads are even better than they have been before. Like, I feel like he's reading the court faster and even we zero turnover triple doubles. We haven't seen that's new. We've seen him here or there, but we haven't seen him in volume like we have this year. His decision making has become refined. I, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Keep going. No, that was it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to draw the point here later, but I'm setting the table. Uh, for a guy who <laughs> I think. The early characteristics were like, and descriptions were aloof. Yeah. He's just having fun out there. He's the Joker. He's a jokester. He's a little brother. The little brother energy has almost all but evaporated. Oh, it's completely evaporated. Unless he's hanging around his big brother. Unless, unless he's actually around being a little brother. That's the only time. But, but outside of that, there is a 
there is a a much wiser sort of elder energy. He's a very serious person and so player. So this is the other part of it. If we go back in time, not serious at all. I pause my game to be here. I'm very jokester. Are you serious? Are you? Do you feel this the way the fans feel? All this stuff, and then over the years, that's changed, and it's like, oh no, he cares a lot. This year, he almost has an anger to him. He has an even more intense. He's aggressive every night. I think one of the reasons you didn't like the Suns game is because as a scorer, he wasn't aggressive. It was one of the only one or two games all year he wasn't aggressive as a scorer. We are used to 30-point games now to what 21-point game feels like a nothing. It used to be 21-point game was like that happened once every three or four games. Now it's like 21 points, Yoke. What are you doing? Yoke's becoming more aggressive, a little meaner, a little more driven almost, a little bit more like just serious and intense. And if we put the dots on the board from where he was in that category, his rookie season, to where he was his fourth season, to where he was last season and this season, it's kind of a straight line. In my opinion, he has grown at this in a straight line. If we talk about him as a coach, at least in the last four years or so, there's a straight line to be drawn to was not really doing any of this ever to, oh, look, Yoke's on the bench with a whiteboard. He's drawn a play up. How cool is that? To now, he's out there every play orchestrating and grabbing guys. So my hot box and hot take is let's extrapolate this further because we think of people as fixed characters and we think of their arc as fixed. But I'm watching Jokic evolve yep. in real time. That's it. And I never would have thought he would have become the Mamba mentality, almost angry competitor. The guy who every night, it's not like I just want to win the game. No, I have to go at this guy and take it to him. The guy who is now coaching to this level, what's the next step? If this line keeps going, if it's a straight line, what's the next step of a player who's already starting to orchestrate and and advise and just kind of like game plan and change plays and all this? Where is this headed? I think it's potentially a guy who's more and more willing and ready to assume the responsibilities of being one of the greatest players of all time within an organization, whether that's kindly or sternly literally telling guys what to do where to be why they got it wrong um drawing up plays for guys telling guys where to stand but also kind of being a dick about it right <laughs> being demanding de i would say demanding not a dick but just definitely like hey we're not here to dick around that's that but when i say that a la a kobe or right, a michael right and i don't mean punching your teammates in the face right but just like Hey, like this isn't this is literally a game, but when we're on the court, this isn't a game to us. We have a job to do, right? And and I just think he's really serious about getting better. I'll never forget him looking at the banner banner night with tears in his eyes. Because there was there were these kind of misunderstood questions about Jokic and how much he cares and how much he wants this and what this is to him. And I think we can look back at that moment as confirmation that that stuff was off the mark. And it's not just like, oh, he wants another one. He wants to do all of it. He wants to do all of helping himself and the team get better between point A to point B. He wants to take it to Anthony Davis. He wants the whole league to be like, man, we we did sleep on this guy. We right. were wrong. We were wrong about him, and we were wrong about how to play the game of basketball. There, there's a, there's a kids earmuffs. There's a motherfucker to him, I yeah. think, that's only growing. And it's not something I thought we'd see in him. And it's maybe the coolest part about having front row seats to his career is that evolution like you talked about. He is a different person than he was when he got here. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the, the concept of being a relu- the reluctant leader being the most powerful. Yep. The guy that, like, doesn't want to assume uh, the role of, of being the guy that everybody looks to, but, like, it, but life chooses him and the role chooses him. And more often than not, when people find themselves in that situation, they fight against it because they just don't want to do it. But at a certain point, when wisdom, aging, yes. experience, yes. you start to understand like what the larger construct of what it is you're involved in starts to like really set. Like the impermanence of life in general starts to set, and you're like, you know what? Like this is who I am. This is what I was. This is the position I've been given. This is what I have to do. And yes, like all of that stuff. And he did it last year. And now he's like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, okay, let's let's go. Let's be this guy. Like, But almost more. Like, he did it last year. And now he's almost like, what if I did I this mean, even like, more? That's what I mean. It's like it starts there. It yeah. starts there. And it's like, where? Like, let, let's go. Like, he also, he had, you said wisdom. And the word I keep thinking is like sagacious. Like he's, he's grown into this. This quality that I think we, we were, were all thinking sagacious. That that's we that's to what like, I was saying. That was the word I had. But you give it to like coaches, right? Like Greg Popovich in his older years, almost like post peak, he gets this kind of like he's like a Gandalf of basketball, right? He <laughs> yeah, gets to dude. be this you wise dunk. Yeah, he gets to be this wise kind of figure. And I think uh, <laughs> that was good. I think Jokic is really kind of growing into that. You know what I mean? Like as a player, at only what is he, 28, 29? And you know, these, like, wise pillars of Serbian basketball. Like, that's not what Jokic looked like he was on track to become 10 years ago. Despite everything he knew, just that he didn't necessarily want to be that figure. Now you can so easily kind of see that, right? Like, him him being uh, an ambassador for the game and, 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 and helping Serbian basketball grow. And, and the players under him learn like he he is a wizard now and he gets to have this wise kind <laughs> of thing wizard, about him Jokic. when not that long ago he was just the goofy younger brother and it's kind it's it is really wild to reflect on so here's i'm gonna now answer my own question where is this headed because i really do see a progression and here's the thing the nuggets are trying to do the impossible the two timelines bring along young players and i do wonder if yoke part of this is that's almost impossible to do. The Warriors have tried and failed to do it. But I wonder if Yoke can do it. <laughs> Dude, he can totally. The difference between the, the Warriors is that they were their timelines were so they far were apart. really they were even more far apart. They're way far apart. Yeah. Like this is like the Jokic They're and Murray are apart. not that far apart. I mean they yeah. are, but it's not like old and young. It's like you know, it's like uh, the young guy and the other kind of young guy. Like, they're still a young team. You know? But I go back to Peyton Watson talking about how he listens to everything Joker says and how Joker's just been in his ear in particular. He sits next to Christian Brown every day. I just wonder if there's a little bit of Aaron Gordon. We all talk about Aaron Gordon was like, I should listen to what Yoke says and just do that. And then now look at how he's doing this. I just wonder if there's a little bit of Yoke realizing this is like, this is the challenge now. Like, how do I get better? Oh, I get better by making them better, not just on the court, but in preparation for it. And that's the thing where I say like, okay, if these dots all make a straight line going upward, what's the next dot? It's just Yoke becoming even better at this through experience and through determination and to a point where it's like, I'm buying Peyton Watson stock right now in part because I think he has a very good coach, a very good franchise, but also a great mentor right. in Nikola Jokic that seems to be right there Dude, with him. As Google says, famous leaders who never wanted to lead include Mahatma Gandhi, George Washington, two guys with sick, 
sick basketball games. Dude, <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, like, come on. Those guys. Um, perennial MVPs. The other, the other one on this is the the. I don't, we don't want to call it anger because I honestly don't think it's anger with Yoke. It's more drive. I don't. Yeah, dude. It's, and, and here's the thing: I never would have said Yoke's a guy with Mamba aggression. mentality, but I think he's getting it. That's, and this is the part it, yeah. to me where I'm like, if you, he's always been competitive. He's always been this or that. But the drive, the fire in him seems to be burning even hotter as he gets older. And I just wonder, Eric, does this one keep going? Like. Three years from now, is Yoke just like so chasing ghosts within himself just because of how driven he is? You know what? This is what I'm saying is I think I, he actually does have these ghosts that have started to haunt him over the last <laughs> few years. Whereas before he seemed unbothered. Oh, we lost? Well, that's a tough break, man. We got to go home. Like, before you answer, chat wants us to know Gandhi was a flopper. Was a, what? was no, a dude. flopper. Dude, I, all talk. <laughs> Out much. there. Ma, 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 ma. All talk. All talk. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I see my feeling on Jokic, it, it, my open air hot box and hot take session with you guys. Like, I just think that, like, I think that he he wants to be the best when he's giving his time to this. Yeah, which is, and I don't know that it's going to eat him for the rest. I like. I don't, I don't think, think it will either. I don't think like he is very like Kobe Bryant would wake up every day at eight a.m. on his vacation to whatever and like to work but out. That and, might like, have been foolish though. Exactly. And I think Yoke has the wisdom to know my, that. My point being, like, I don't think he'll be, like, the way you phrased it made it sound like, will he be consumed by this? Will it, like, weigh him down? He'll be chasing something. Chasing ghosts implies you you never are actually able to achieve or catch them. Like, Jokic, it's like, I just think he wants to be the best at he, th that he could possibly be in his trade right. of basketball. It happens to be a basketball. Like, whatever it, whatever it is that he was... Uh, blessed with I think that he would take it to the nth degree but then I think it would just be like when it's done it's done I, I, I agree with that part but I don't but I, what I'm saying is I think the intensity with which he wants this yes, specific I thing I mean, is I growing and that's what I'm saying is you're, I think you're right that I think he's a balanced individual and when he retires he'll, perfect. he'll be fine but what I'm saying is that the intensity with which he is chasing something right now just perfection whatever you want to call it greatness the intensity seems to be getting stronger in the time he is going to be focused on this. And I just wonder, is next year, is he even more intense about that? In three years, is he even more intense about that? And that's the thing that I'm kind of looking at and going, guys, there's a real trend here. He is getting more intense every year, and we might see a year from now, two years from now, a Jokic that is just so intense. We think he's aggressive now? Right. He's like, no, every night he's trying to he MF like, these dudes. He, like, boxes you out to, at the <laughs> at the podium. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got to hit a break because we've been really long in this segment. But if it's Jokic, hot box, and hot takes, what's better than that? We can go long on that. Um, it's like Michael Malone. We're not going to bench that hot box and hot takes. How could we bench that hot box and hot takes? Off the bench. Uh, let's take a break on the other side. We got to talk about Peyton Watson. Oh, dude, I would love to talk about Peyton Watson. <laughs> hey, stay tuned. But first, I got to talk about Breckenridge Distillery. Ooh. Uh, have you guys ever tried Breckenridge Bourbon, the official bourbon of the Denver Broncos? I'll tell you what, I could drink 30 to 40 ounces of it right now. Man, right now you can win two tickets to the Breckenridge Bourbon Whiskey Suite for the Broncos Chargers game. Uh, I can't uh, believe December thirty first, <laughs> which suddenly Eric, I can't, is a really important. I'm game. telling you, man. And the Chargers are ass. The paradigm uh, has been shifted, man. This stuff matters, bro. Man, to enter, go to BreckenridgeDistillery.com/slash/bourbon of Denver Broncos. That's BreckenridgeDistillery.com/slash/bourbon of Denver Broncos. It's a fine bourbon, I gotta say. It really I like is, it. man. It really I is. actually 
It really I is. love Breckenridge. It's actually what I'm drinking right now. Every, in every sense, it's fi- look at it. It looks, it looks fine. Like you described that as a fine-looking uh, beverage, a fine liqueur. It and that's Breckenridge Distillery. Check them out. And then there's another read as well, uh, but my phone closed. So oh, this so is, sick. We call this stalling in the business. Hestra Gloves! Uh, I got to talk to you guys about Hestra's Gloves. More specifically, Hestra's Job Gloves. Because this is a thing you may not have thought about before. You've got, like, your nice, like, mittens when it's cold out. You know, walk the dog. Oh, yeah. You know, keep my hands warm. And then if you're going skiing, like, there's a chance you've got your nice ski gloves. Yeah. What about just gloves that get the job done in the yeah, cold? Dude. you got to get some work done. Some blue-collar gloves. you got a lot of blue-collar listeners to this show. Uh, Grinders. So get your job gloves from Hestra. <laughs> and here's why. Because Hestra's a glove company. They only make gloves. And they've been making gloves for over 85 years. Don't trash your good ski gloves, shoveling, doing outdoor cold labor, or changing flat tires. You need a high-quality work glove. Visit www.hestrajob.us. Use code DNVRJOB, D-N-V-R-J-O-B, to get 30% off your next purchase. And anyone looking to supply their team with high-quality work gloves at a bulk rate, email Josh Jacobson, josh at hestrausa.com. One of the sneaky, most important sequences of the game tonight was late in the fourth quarter. Peyton Watson. Malone tries to usher Peyton Watson to the table to get him on the court for an offense-defense possession for Michael Porter because they were attacking Porter in the pick-and-roll with that high pick-and-roll. But for whatever reason, the refs wouldn't allow it. And I feel like it was a killer. On, they get a stop, I think, on that possession. Then Mike misses a three. Yep. And basically, the no, there's never a whistle again. Like, they never get a chance to do that. Peyton tonight continued to make such spectacular defensive plays that the upside defensively... I, I threw this out to somebody um, not that long ago, two weeks ago, saying, like, well, Peyton, you know, the idea is like he could be like a Herb Jones-level defender. And somebody laughed and was like, "That are you kidding me? That was like an all-American <laughs> defensive player in college. Peyton Watson played three minutes a game. There's no way. And I wasn't, like, that confident in it because I'm like, I don't, we haven't seen enough of Peyton this quite yet. like a tweet you read and you had a whole conversation in your head. I think you're like, no, no, no. You. you know who it was? It was Edgar. It was Edgar. I was having wow. it with Edgar. Hey, Edgar. Very, 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 get wrecked, you idiot. Yeah, get wrecked, dude. <laughs> but, but now... I'm starting to watch it, and, and like it's still early to like make that proclamation. But I'll tell you what, it's within the realm of possibility because this guy's defensive—he makes defensive plays that like one percent of prospects can make. It's true. It's true, man. Like he—he uh, he is as advertised. You do the—the the beautiful thing about the long-form story, as we say, night by night. It's like the—it just keeps revealing more and more to you. This is Calvin Booth had uh, a vision of what this guy could be drafted him as a guy who was scoring under two points a game in college and we were all like what like what is, what is happening here uh, but you see it like and you see him getting better and it's like it that's what's so fun about this too it's like fun to watch these guys improve like they play so much that their skills get better and better and better and like you said earlier it's it's really easy to have like a set vision of who a guy is and put a period at the end of it. But, like, Peyton Watson, obviously, still an absolute work in progress, but it's so encouraging. The things he does, you're like, man, that's going to be so valuable. If that's gonna, if he can just, like, get to the part where he's not so quick to jump or he's reading it a little bit better so he's not having to recover so fast or he's his hips aren't turned the wrong way so the guy doesn't get by his his front hip immediately and then he's trailing like all these things you know that he can clean up and be dominant dominant defensively 
Um, he was unbelievable. I have to, obviously, when we do these shows, it just ended. We haven't dug into matchup data or rewatched or anything, but anecdotally. I rewatched it. Um, the only person who had a chance of stopping, <laughs> the only person who had a chance of stopping Fox at all was Peyton Watson. He did an excellent job when he had to. That play where he dove for the loose ball in between his Dude, legs so sick. was one of the most. I'm so glad we got to see Peyton Watson horizontal, fully extended, yeah. because holy shit. <laughs> He's like, it's like laying three basketball hoops down on the, the very floor. next play. By the way, he contested Fox at the rim with the verticality, straight arms up, and yeah. he has that eight foot or whatever standing like, yeah. and eight and foot. then he jumped so high that he created like a eighteen foot wall. Unbe it was incredible, unbelievable. And then what I love tonight, and I want to be careful how I say this because it's not, it's not that Peyton should never shoot, right? But there were moments in that last game where he got so excited in the second quarter stopping KD that he looked off guys like Jokin Porter to take maybe some wild shots. Tonight he only took one shot. And yeah. while doing the same stuff, while giving an A-plus effort defensively, but it seemed like he stopped and thought about it a bit more offensively. Again, it's not that he should only ever take one shot. I just, I thought it was a good improvement in the balance of I can still be like, you know, like a bat out of hell on defense or whatever, but on offense I can take a breath and calm it down a bit. Uh, but it, one of the really interesting things is where and when Malone has played him already this yeah. season. He has shown a ton of trust, Dude. if not intrigue and interest in who Peyton is already and can be in the future. And that's got to be something that uh, I would imagine Calvin Booth feels good about because it's really it's one thing for Booth to build the young guys on this team. It's another for Malone to play guys. And Malone clearly at least sees something with Watson, and he's feeding the confidence with important minutes here and there, and that that's been interesting. Yeah, it's it's a new it's a new model too. I mean, they really are trying to build up the young players. In years past, it's I mean, it's funny too. Like tonight, I was just thinking about it. Like all of the all of the players that are a little bit older all suck tonight. KCP. Oh, of course, yeah. DeAndre Jordan, Aaron Gordon, even a little Aaron bit. Aaron Gordon, he was okay. Uh, do we do we even see Justin Holiday? Well, with Gordon, with Gordon back, and that, by the way, we noticed that in the spacing a little bit. Not like yeah. Gordon was terrible, but that's something to talk Six about. Six of 25 from three, Justin Holiday, oh, zero for zero. Um, yeah, I, but Peyton Watson, man, I just, I'm so, here's the thing I'll say about him. I think he fully understands the target he's aiming at, and that's half the battle. Half the battle yeah. is I think the message has gotten through. It doesn't mean he's going to hit it every night, but I just think that he is trying and focused on exactly what it is that he needs to be focused on. And I just believe that when you're focused at the right thing and you have the talent, you're going to arrive at the right spot. Dude, it, the, it, you want to like the microcosm of what is going on as far as Michael Malone and P. Watt's relationship this year? There were two two close-ups. One where Michael Malone was screaming at him, and he was like, ah! "Oh, what he called the timeout in the middle of and the possession, was screaming at him, just and to ream him out." And then another one where he came off the court and he gave him a full embrace that like lasted longer than it should have. Like it was actually like a little uncomfortable. <laughs> the love, hate, the hot, cold. Like this is what we're getting the whole Michael Malone coach him up experience. Do you guys feel that Peyton Watson has the highest upside of the Nuggets young players? I mean, is it is that like the pretty definitive? I don't. Would you say? I don't think. I don't. I actually don't know. I think it's. I still think it's Strother. Really? Yeah, because I think that. Um, I think that this is. I mean, it's like an offense defense thing. It's like because Strother can 
he can stir. The, he can stir the drink. The straw there can stir the drink a little bit more than a defender. <laughs> All right, you're done. All, All right, right I'm you out. Good stuff. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean to go down that route, but like truly, like the funny thing is with the Nuggets, young guys, upside isn't really the first word that comes to mind necessarily. You know, like Christian is one of the more playable right now guys, but no one's projecting him to be a star. But Watson, I think what you do see are the flashes of. I think you can really say all NBA potential, potential. Defensive, all NBA defensive? defensively. Thank you, defensively. And I don't feel like you need to caveat that too hard. That's clearly his upside. Yeah, sure. That's like it's. There's a ton of defensive upside in the way that we were sold on it, the way that Booth insisted. You can see it for sure, and the Nuggets haven't had a lot of guys like that, and, and it's a really exciting p- possibility. I, I, to me, I think it's actually pretty easily him that has the highest upside just because I think the thing that he does is so rare when it can be done at the level that he seems to be able to do it at in these like tiny flashes. And if he be, obviously becomes a consistent every night guy at that, you're talking about 6'8 with that length that guards that well who's not a complete zero on offense. And that's what I see from him is like his offense. Like tonight, he uh, he just has things he can do on offense where you're like, okay, you're not great at this yet, but you can get to the rim. You can make passes like on the move or whatever, which is some guys can't do that at all. He can do it a little bit. And then his defense, the guy, honestly, my favorite comp for him is Andre Iguodala. It really is. Like, that's who I think he can be. And Andre Iguodala is like an A++ role player, you know, like glue guy role player. And that's what I kind of see him as growing into. So for me, I I really like Strother, Brown, and Peyton a lot. But I just think that he has an upside to him that is different from those other guys. Peyton Watson. <laughs> I, I want, want Peyton Watson. Exactly. I want the Miley, Miley thing with that is that, like, I think Strother can also defend, like, at a reasonably high level. And his offense is much, much higher than Peyton Watson's. Strother's is much higher than Peyton Watson's. So, like, in the aggregate, like, I'm kind of like, I think, like, I think I can, I can see uh, Peyton Watson being a powerful defender. Obviously, but I, I just feel like if you can be a good defender and a he, powerful he, offender, there, there, yeah. There's levels. Here's what I'll say: Yoke is an example of an offensive player that I think there's no defense for. Yeah, there's not many guys like that in the league. There's a handful. There's more offensive guys of this than there are defensive. Peyton Watson's defensive upside to me is the Drew Holiday type, where Drew Holiday has the upside of in a series he could cancel you out no matter how sure. good you are. Dave yep. Lillard canceled, right? And so that's, that's to me, where I look at Peyton Watson and I go, I think he has that kind of upside, and it's rare. There are not many defenders in the NBA who have that, where it's like, I don't know, man. Um, you know, who's it? Shea Gilgis-Alexander, really good player. Playoff series against him would be hard. Oh, but we have a fully formed Peyton Watson. Canceled. You're no factor in this Get series. Out of here. There's very few players that have that type, especially on the wing and perimeter. And I just look at him and think, man, he might have that. All right, let's take our final break. On the other side, we'll get to some super chats. Oh, man, the sicko chat. People who are absolutely deranged and have terrible financial uh, <laughs> minds are going to reveal themselves to us. We only have two games this week, man. Two games. Only two games this week? Tuesday and Friday. Well, but one of them is against the Clippers. And then the other, the Rockets. They're the going to both be great. They're both great games, but it's just... I'm going to be gone for both those games. Philly, man. Can you believe we're this deep into the NFL season? And can you believe 
that the Broncos are actually not a write-off, folks. Still they're not a write-off. They're the greatest story in all of sports. Well, Wait, I checked out. Settle down. <laughs> I thought their season was over. What happened? Yeah. I don't know about that, but they are above 500. Uh, we got to make every second count. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can make the most out of every game day. Bet on your favorite team. One Broncos, two Buffs, three Nuggets. Bet on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting five on any matchup. Get wrecked, Harrison. Get just kidding. Wrecked. I'm just kidding, Harrison. I love you. Uh, get in. <laughs> Can't help myself sometimes. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use code DNVR. New customers can score 150 bets instantly in bonus bets for betting just five bucks on the NFL. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Code DNVR. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in West Virginia. Visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. All righty. Um, one more what? That's right. <laughs> Man, thank God for Bro, Super it's Producer a Kale. Back, dude, it's a back-to-back. Back. I'm, 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 I'm holding the document that tells me that in my hand. Well, you think we could do everything? I was, just, on, I was just so glad that I made it through that read. Um, okay, now let's talk about Breckenridge Brewery. Ah, Not dude. the distillery, the brewery. So many delicious beers at Breck Brewery. They've got Broncos beers, Nuggets beers, Avs beers. Tons of great beers. You can try them at the DNVR bar here on York and Colfax or go to breckbrew.com. Check out the Breck Beer Locator. Tell it where you are. Tell it what beer you want. It'll tell you where to go. Yeah, you can try the Broncos Country Pale Ale. It's uh, better than you thought it was going to be. <laughs> starts, quite a bit. Starts off a little rough, but <laughs> like uh, you open you it know? up, you're like, oh, is this uh, going to be just another beer <laughs> like it's been for the last five years? Every sip gets more and more delicious. Russell Wilson is the Michael Jordan of Tim Tebow's. It's so true, oh, dude. Shit. I've been saying he's the Michael Jordan of basketball of football players. <laughs> Gosh dang it. Uh, you guys know no, who he's ha- Michael Jordan of baseball. <laughs> you guys know who had an incredible game today? Uh, Nikola Jokic again? No, we talked about him oh. already. Uh, None other than Jalen Pickett. Downplaying oh, for the oh, Flint Tropics tonight. Uh, so the, just, uh, the, just skip to G League stats. I'm just, I'm just saying. Are we, we doing agenda check-in? Vote. How's the MPG? Yeah, because we got a couple <laughs> guys to talk. <laughs> like my, uh, like Michael. Uh, not a great defender tonight, tonight, tonight. I didn't think it was needed. Did you really want to go? No, there? I just want to. I just want. I'm always there when he plays so well. Yeah. I want to say he did not play well tonight. In uh, all sincerity, though, it's here's, so, here's what you need Thank to know. You. Here's what you need to know about the Grand Rapids Gold. They are 0-7 coming into today, and their high on the season is 102. They've scored over 100 one time. It was 102, and they've lost every game. Tonight, they get 134 points. What? And Hunter Tyson, who's been having a rough go out there, yeah. you know, also had a breakout game. So Jalen Pickett tonight, 25 points, 6 rebounds, 11 assists, 10 of 14 from the field, 5 of 8 from 3. And here's what's crazy, plus 35 <laughs> Which Plus is 35. <laughs> do, you such think, a joke. do you think I could score in the G League in a G League game? Just one time. In one uh, time. Wait, hold on. I was thinking that Jalen Pickett is my What is guard. more likely that Vote can score a single point in the G League or that Vote and I together, two on one, can score even one time against Peyton Watson? 
Oh, uh, the G League. For yeah, I sure. Think, okay, cool. Or have you ever looked up Tory Craig's G League numbers? Yeah, dude, he's LeBron James. Unbelievable. He's LeBron James of basketball. Uh, <laughs> Stop I, it. I, I did get a chance to speak with one of the coaches out there at Grand Rapids. They cut up, so, you know, I'm curious. You know, I want to see how it's going. Told very impressive. Did a great job making everyone around him better, too. Like, incredible game in that. So, at least there's a little hope. I honestly think Pickett needed it. He played, like, ass in the NBA level. It's yeah. good for him to go down there and kind of... Confidence matters, I think. Confidence matters. Dude, for young players? Yep. It matters a whole lot. Um, let's get to some super chats. The chat kindly letting me know I couldn't score in the G League. I know. I, <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't score at like the altitude three on three tournament. Yeah, you'll notice Vogue didn't take any shots during the yeah. basketball social. They, they, don't, one. they don't go in. Uh, <laughs> that was so fun, man. I can't wait till we do that I wasn't again. there. I don't want to hear about CJ it. CJ Osborne. I know I said I wouldn't. It was a great vibe. Unbelievable. CJ Osborne. I know I said I wouldn't complain about DeAndre Jordan anymore, but 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 I paid ten bucks. So here from we go. Legitimately asking myself if we should give Jay Huff some run. <laughs> no. Eric, Eric just created. Hey, Jay Huff, very good at the G League. I was just going to ask if you have the <laughs> That's it. The, the, the wildest thing about the wildest thing about the G League is that it's so clearly. Like nothing more clearly shows you that there are levels to this. <laughs> That's so it's true. So true. You are all the dominant players in the G League are like, okay, cool, they can play in the NBA. Will they be good in the NBA? Probably not. Hey, I will say this though: better than to go down there and not be good, this which is, we have seen before. So you go down there and you struggle with the G League. It's like, not oh a good god, sign. you got to be. Colin Gillespie had an amazing G League run. Mm -hmm. Did you mention that they were in Flint Tropics jerseys tonight, dude? They were in incredible Flint Tropics can you, jerseys. What's a more Cal, fun if you job? You can pull it up if you find it while we What's a more fun this. job than like a minor leagues marketing department? You can just do whatever you want. I also love that that's such a joke about it being Flint and it's the tropics. And then Grand Rapids is like. Funny. <laughs> it is cold here. Yeah. Let's put the tropics on. Oh, all right. What else do we got? Oh, here we go. You find the? You find it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom! Look at Jalen Pickett. Oh this. yeah. <laughs> look, look at, at that crowd, by boys. the way. Look at the crowd. Grand look. Rapids, one of the like. Good show yeah, up. they get a kid show out, man. So there good you go. Show out. Uh, uh, what else we got? <laughs> Eve Rad, sick. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Jokic not really played, right? Oh, what up, Eve? Uh, not only played 38 minutes, right, but carrying down. by himself. The man needs to rest <laughs> a week off, but the schedule does affect games. Back-to-back -back against a great team that had three-day rest and fewer games. It's true. The Kings have played three fewer games than the Nuggets so That's far. so weird, That's man. That's a big gap. Not the, I can't believe Malone good. didn't bring that up. Yeah. I don't but, like to complain about the schedule, but... But just can we, can we abolish back-to-back -back games? Can we just get rid of them? It's not happening. Like, why? Why? Toke Rasmussen. You know why. Watching along at 7 a.m. again. there another way? Can't we stretch it out? Something? Stretch out the season. I'm with that. Add another month. That's what I'm saying, man. Uh, I don't need basketball to end. No. You know, in June. When you I'm guys, watching basketball, I want to be We can't do schedule discourse right now. We're doing super chats. We that's, can do whatever we want. That's this is five minutes of discussion. Uh, Toke Rasmussen. <laughs> watching along at 7 a.m. here again in Copenhagen. You when, son of a biscuit. Win or lose, it's still good to hang out with you guys on the rest oh, of the season. You guys rule. Dude, Toke Rasmussen is an absolute goddamn He man. just gave us 45 RKKs. Dude. Uh, crowns, I think. They're called crowns? Uh, Does anyone know what that comes out to? It's we don't want to know. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. That's gross and capitalistic for you to yeah, ask that question. Dude, it's all about the vibes. You're trying to bring so it down to this. I was that's just curious. That's me, dude. You're just gross, like an dude. agent of. Anyway, Nadine Marcus, <laughs> this channel is a fine establishment. Oh, hey, hey cheers. cheers to you. Salud. <laughs> Givoli. Givoli. It's just Jordan 42069. Nice. <laughs> Law of averages, guys. MPJ's five plus made threes next game. Bet the house on it. Yep. I love that energy. Is that is it at home? No. Then no, don't bet that. Do not bet that. Um, 
right? Because they play the Clipper. They, the Clippers next? Bro, I don't know. Whatever. Um, what else do we got? You know, it doesn't matter, and it is what it is. But can we all collectively exclaim what the hell when it comes to KCP? <laughs> we didn't Tevis? talk about that, but we should have. It's so funny. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Airtight role player. Can't make a mistake. Can't hit a wide open leg. Hard- hardest shots in the NBA. Uh, Jokic, Sambor shuffle. So tough. It's just so challenging. A KCP fast break. KCP so at challenging. the rim. <laughs> just can't do it. I know. He had, the one he missed today with, that was like... It wasn't like, oh, rimmed out, no time. It was like, dude, that was so bad. <laughs> what the hell was that attempt? Like, you're so good at basketball. Yeah. Oh, man. Last one? Ken Patterson, Jokic, Porter, and Gordon, second best Nuggets front court to Issel, English, and, and Vandaway. Vandaway. <laughs> oh, Peter. Ah. Oh, no. Laking ball. I've never missed a loser's lounge. Feels good. <laughs> Celtics winning the IST. Do you like you know this or not like it? You know what? <laughs> we don't know. You know what? Do you like the show? Do you hate the Cheers. show? Cheers. Cheers. That's, that's it, man. That's hating right there. Yeah, right. Like, do we just, is this just like he wants us to, whatever. All right. Thanks. Or Hit that outro music. You. you know what? Um, man, this was fun. It was fun. You know what wasn't fun? That game. This was fun, the, though. This was The fun. discourse, the fellas, the theory. Uh, the, the breaking hot down of hot takes, the breaking down man. of human psychology. We should through. do some more hot box and hot takes right now. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hey, we'll do them in a minute. I don't uh, want the hot takes. Anything though. to get out of out on? <laughs> oh, I don't have a cool one. A no. good zinger. Uh, Jeevily. Jeevily. All right, there. <laughs> you can surely beat that. Uh, who can't beat that? Listen. Uh, the Denver Nuggets are still the best team in the world, despite uh, the schedule makers. Stealing money from you, the fans, That's so by true, making man. them play this ridiculous farce of a game. Uh, and Jokers comes, but once a season, make sure that you get in so that everyone at your office party will look at you, and they'll either you'll either look at each other knowing that you're the two coolest people in that dump of an office, or they won't know what it is, and you'll know to never associate with no, them again. Best outcome is they innocently ask you what this sweatshirt is, and you take an hour of their time. <laughs> You're like, sit down, I have a story. I'm going to tell you a story. Do you watch basketball? In all sincerity, get that shirt because Yokemus is sneaking up really quick. I don't know who's more excited. My children for Christmas or me for Yokemus? I feel like my children. Uh, Let's hope it's your children. Yeah, you should (laughs) Because otherwise, if it's not, you're doing a bad job at being a parent. It's important to deliver on that day. I'm becoming a gamer because I bought my kids a game. Oh, you're so you bought your kids updates. a game, and you are becoming a gamer. I, 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 don't, think, I, I don't think you understand what the point <laughs> of the game. I'm telling you, Adam, exactly Adam comes in with a new Mario <laughs> reference next week. Oh. I can't wait, man. I cannot wait. Everybody, thanks for hanging with us. Let's Hit the like go, button on the go, way out. Let's go.